And it's time for another beer phase. Fellas, how's it going? Doing good. Life continues. It's beer phase time, fellas. So, uh, since no one gave a shit about what Mark was drinking last time, we'll save him for last again. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> no. Always has to be last. What are you drinking, Mark? Uh, I'm actually, it's it's funny that you mentioned me first. I, I'm drinking a beer that I stole from your house. Um, you fucking dick. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you. Um, I'm drinking that Occulto uh, that you guys had. The, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, agave uh, yeah. tequila aged. Um, it's like an adjunct lager. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, I... It's that agave stuff, man. It, it just like that that blue agave beer that we were having yeah, the other day. Yeah, yeah. Same the thing. It's just better though. It, it it is better. I'll give you that. But because it's not like just it. agave, it actually has like that tequila flavor. Yeah. Cause it was. Yeah. yeah I know. So. I, I I just I can't drink it. I, it's all right. It's nothing. I would go out of my way to drink again though. So that one's really good with a couple limes in it. Is it okay? Yeah. Maybe I'll be I'll cut some up and and go throw them in there here in a minute. Yeah. Cool. Ryan? I'm working on a Prairie View Francois from uh, Prairie Brewing. Um, it's a farmhouse with bread and amices. Mm, bread um, and amices. I'm underwhelmed by it, sadly. I wanted it to be a lot more sour than it is. Um, but, you know, it's a good session beer. I could drink it all day. What are you drinking, Jeff? Uh, Well, I have... Uh... Purchased an entire case of this, which was nice. So I, I I've stocked up now for when it goes out of off the shelves. But Lakewood has brought back their Mole Temptress. So I am drinking that. I will say I think last year's was slightly better, but this year's is still very, very good. Um, you know, Mole Temptress is always one of my top five beers, and uh, I, it's it still is, man. They they've done a good job with it again this year, and I'm, I'm drinking it out of my Lost Forty Brewing, uh, glass from Rock Wars, which will rest in peace. <laughs> so, <laughs> I figure, I figure it's a good nod. So. Speaking of beer, have you uh one have you purchased your untapped tickets yet? And two, have you mm-hmm. looked at the beer lineup that they've got yet? I did start looking at the beer lineup. I have figured you? I was just gonna pick them up in person because there wasn't really a difference. I didn't see. No, there's there's not. Um, yeah, regardless, just, you have to stand in a fucking line. So well, if you show up late, you typically don't yeah. have to stand in the line. Well, I, I'm just gonna get there at four thirty, so it's not a big deal. Um, we're talking about we're going to Untapped Fest this weekend. Um, that's what we're talking about. Untap Fest of Fort Worth is uh, this Saturday. Todd Serpico is coming up from Austin. He'll be going with us. And uh, I believe Sean Malloy from around here is also going to be going with us. I did not buy my tickets, but I'm super excited. Bringing the wife this time. So, you know, she's excited for the food truck portion of it and some of the beer. So, Are you, are you bringing the kids or are you leaving them? We're just going to leave them. We're just going to leave them Leave the kids is my recommendation. Yeah. No, we've not. We've taken, we've taken William to it before and he actually had a really good time with live bands and the food and stuff. Yeah. He, he'll, he'll be receptive to that kind of thing. Ours just, they'd rather, I mean, at that time and stuff, three-year-olds are too hard to, (laughs) three-year-olds too hard to keep up past eight o'clock anyway, so. Dude, we're but, not yeah. going to be there for four hours. Well, I, know. <laughs> I don't want to bust I, you know your bubble I mean. there. You know what I mean. You know no what I mean. Way. But 
Yeah, dude, they had, they got a pretty good beer selection. I was seeing that uh, Collective had posted up what they were bringing out. Um, they got a plum golden sour that they're going to be tapping out there. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I I don't expect that to last for the full hour. Just, no, I don't. Just my either. thought. Then again, they've got that American red. Yeah, the American sour, red's back. So yeah. I think that'll go faster than the plum, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Ballast Point was bringing a pineapple IPA. Mm. So that's like the best and the worst of both worlds. Did you see if it was Dorado or if it was like their Sculpin blend or? Uh, let me check. Because if it's Dorado, I'm not even going to get it. That's just way higher than I can handle. That's, it's their pineapple Sculpin. Okay, that I, that I'll drink. Actually, I thought I saw pineapple Sculpin at the store the other day. You you might've, I mean, you'd think it's, it's on the shelves by now. I'll tell you what though, man, um, that's a, that watermelon Dorado, I had high hopes for that. Oof, that Oof, is that, wow. That was Oof. that was a hard miss. It's a kick in the fucking balls, man. <laughs> like, Actually, geez. on the next break, go down there and see if Lindsay's drinking it. Oh, now that she's okay. sober and over. No, her house. she's drinking wine right now. Because I'm I'm calling her bluff on that. It was not a good beer. Ha- have you had the Dorado before, Ryan? The Ballast Point Dorado. I believe I have. It's the one with a uh, uh, what's it? They call the it dolphin. dolphin. Yeah, with a mahi mahi. Mahi, yeah, it's a mahi mahi that's mm-hmm. on the front of it. It's watermelon um, flavored. Yeah, this one's got the watermelon, watermelon rind. I think it's probably an extract. Um, it, it tastes like an extract because it has a little bit of artificial flavor to it. Um, smells great. I mean, it, it smells, smells fantastic. Yeah, it is. Hoof. Y- you're hoping for something, <laughs> but a 90 IBU was a little bit past my level of comfort so yeah i was gonna say i remember dorado being pretty up there it's oh well, it's huge the, it's, the it's thing huge was, it's a double right like it's a yeah. double so it's and a 10 percent. yeah it's powerful. really heavy bodied i yep. fully expected it to just mellow out a little bit more than sculpin but you know mm-hmm. i've had some 120 ibu beers that just drank a whole bunch smoother than that and it was just for me, man, it was it was a kick in the mouth. But you know, Robbie loved it. Robbie, Robbie was like, "I want another." So, you know, I'll probably save that for him when he comes up again. So, it's just different palettes. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain people that just can't handle that really high IBU stuff, and I'm one of them. So, but Robbie hates sours, right? So everybody's got their their yeah. one beer they don't really like. Mm-hmm. So, well, off of that. Uh, now that we've talked about beer for the first 20 minutes of this. Now we can talk about drinking. Right. <laughs> now we Let's can go talk from about beer drinking. to consumption of beer. Right. Well, Mark's done the most of these, so we'll let him take lead here into the hot tournament portion of what we're yeah, going to talk about. Yeah, so uh, you know something I realized that we never actually got to last time was we never really read off what our lists were. Mm. Um, so we could probably do that, and then we'll go into the weekend recap. Yeah. Um, just sure. a quick reminder for everybody, this was our random teams, random doubles uh, tournament that we run out of our club uh, bar down in Houston. And um, you just get randomly paired up and everybody drinks all weekend. And um, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so it's I'll an go... invitational only. It's only for our club. Yeah. So. Yep. It's once a year. Uh, we had 14 people show up, so we had, what was it, three tables, and then we had a, a table for the leftover guys where they just went one-on-one. Um, so I'll read through my list. I had a horde of slaves with the crystal pendant, 
I had a regiment of shock troops, a regiment of shock troops with the Mace of Crushing, and then a horde with the Blade of Slashing. I had a horde of Blight with Brew of Strength. I had the Enforcer with the Inspiring Talisman. I had a Warlock naked. I had a Warlock with Bane Chant. And then I had a Demon Spawn with Fly. And that was my 1,500 points. And so what was your well. what was your perception of building that list too? Like, what was your thought process? Because I'm asking because people may want to know what you were thinking as far as the teams goes. When you're doing yeah. teams on the same table, what was your what was your approach to it? So my thought process was, I don't have a lot of sustainability, but I can block off avenues and stuff. And I was just hoping that, well, you know depending on who I get matched up with, there's a good chance that I'll have a shooting element to back me up and provide all of the range support. Cause I, I had no shooting other than the lightning and yeah. the lightning's great, but you know, it's dependable, but depending yeah. on, it's going to be spread out in my army. Right. Right. And it's, it's never going to be able to pick things off automatically. So, um, I was just going to do all combat and okay. just, just hope that my part, my partner would either have, you know, ranged magic or range shooting to make up for it or maybe a little bit of speed. And, uh, in, in some of the cases, you know, I can't take damage very well and, and sustain. And I think in two of my games, my partners had sustainable stuff to where they could take a, take a frontal charge or a double nice. frontal charge stand. And then we could envelop them. And that's, that's kind of how we played it out. So yeah, that was, that was my thought process. I was like, well, I can make a shooty list or I can make a balance list. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to go all combat. That's what I like to do anyway. Right. Yeah. Well, about you, Ryan, I, I really actually liked your list when I saw it on the table. So I was, was wondering what your thought process was on that too. Um, I was going for no tactics really required. I didn't want to be doing a lot of finesse because I know as I'm drinking three or four or five pitchers in, I really want to start pushing stuff around and going fast. So I took uh, Basilians. I went with two uh, regiments of Alohi, uh, two hordes of knights. One had uh, plus one movement. One had thunderous or uh, caterpillar. Mm-hmm. And then I had a dragon rider with defense six and a griffin rider. And just to kill points, I had a flying mage. And my plan was <laughs> I hope my my uh, partner can hold a middle. And I go up both sides and make them choose where they're getting hit. So to get this straight, in one game, on game one, you paired with Jody's <laughs> Double Field, also who also Basilians. had who also had Basilian, who also had a dragon and a Griffin. So you both had you you had two dragons and two Griffins in in a three thousand point collective list. Hilarity ensued. And since you're the same race, all of your inspiring actually goes to each other. We That's... had been told it didn't. It yeah. didn't matter. Yeah, no, it, it didn't. Really? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Your, your allies, allies can't cross. It doesn't matter if you're the same it's or not. It's not technically allies, but... Yeah, it was. We tried making the argument. It didn't matter in the game because Jody's stuff stayed together and my stuff stayed together and there was not a lot of overlap. Sure. Plus, you didn't want Jody touching your inspiring. models. <laughs> no, they were all primered anyway ryan's like i brought primered stuff haha bitches excuse me i didn't bring primered stuff i spent a full six hours on my army i base coated and dipped them awfully dipped you got dipped bro worst dip ever i used black wood stain i didn't thin it i just went 
Glunk. Shook once, set down. Nice. It was awful. I would have given myself negative points for it. <laughs> That's why you don't dip, dude. Well, Dipping has a place. It just has a place as step two of 18 oh, layers. Yeah. No, I agree. I the, agree with you. The, the real winner of the paint contest has got to be Robbie, who spent 55 <laughs> bucks and had a full 1,500-point army and didn't put a lick of paint on it, but it came pre-painted. Yeah, brought the pre-painted... Uh, confrontation. Confrontation model. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Legit. Yeah, the werewolves. I, I teamed with Robbie on game one, and, and that was... Uh, we, had a good, we had a good time. Uh... My list was uh, 1,500 points worth of abyssals. Would I have known that the paint really didn't matter? I probably wouldn't have brought my abyssals. I would have brought the force of nature that I had intended to bring. It really um, didn't matter. It yes, didn't, it did. I, it yeah, didn't it did. matter. It, oh, I guarantee you, if you did didn't it? have paint, I would have won. Uh, okay. Spoiler. All right, so I brought uh, I brought a, a regiment of succubi because I feel like if you're an abyssal player and you don't, bring at least one unit of succubi you probably don't know what you're doing uh they have fire oil uh i brought two regiments of tortured souls because i don't believe in hordes of tortured souls i don't know how many times i have to say it but regiments are the way to go uh, i had some extra points left over so i gave the uh flying hammer and the warbow each one of those um just just because i had points i had to get rid of um I brought three units of Hellhounds, um, which were pivotal in uh, my games. Uh, I had some leftover points again. I had five. I all took five point magic items. And one of them had a blade of slashing, just because. I had two Efreets. One of them had the inspiring talisman to keep up the uh, core of my army uh, when I was flying off with other stuff. And I had an Archfiend. Uh, he had the wings and a um, Medallion of Life to give him some regen. So my thought process on this list was uh, I didn't want to go with a whole bunch of flyers. So all I did is uh, you know kind of kind of put the points into doing the Archfiend there uh, and have him be my fly around and kill stuff. But the whole point of this list was I can have my partner set up any way they want and i don't i can take both flanks i could take the middle i can split up my army i have no allegiance like i have no specific spot that my stuff has to go but my entire army is a glass cannon so i am gonna i'm just gonna set up and let my let my movement be what's important let the nimble be what's important force flanks force people to make i uh, you know choices and stuff and then just hope my partner is someone that has any kind of nerve because if people really get into my stuff uh, it just it just falls apart like everything in here is low nerve well except um, for the archfiend well, well actually by comparison to um any of the dragon class uh monsters <laughs> that it, that it's in it actually has a lower nerve uh, than than those, but with giving it the regen and stuff like yeah, that, it's good. That's... But like, if you compare it side by side by like uh, Ryan's dragon, that that dragon is an insanely good, especially with Iron Resolve. If you gave it regen too, that is that is just a really hard monster to deal with, which I'm sure Ryan can attest to. So, um. It was a solid list. Uh, I ended up doing pretty well with it, so I have no quarrels with it. But that was the thought process. Gotcha. So 
as the tournament goes on, everybody gets into a larger and larger drunken haze. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some people don't remember who they partnered with. Some people don't remember who they played against. Some people, like me, don't really remember much of Game 3. Just remember I kicked the shit out of people. Um, but yeah, I was it, one it, of it, those people. <laughs> oh, you were my opponent? It yeah, you, you had Tim? me and Tim Gleese. God damn it, I did not remember who was on Tim's team. I, I'm not kidding you, Jeff. We talked about it yeah, on the drive up. Home, I was like, like I, I can't remember. I cannot fucking remember for the life of me. Yeah, Good. thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Well, you're so forgettable. <laughs> Apparently so. Two. Between you and Bill Curry, no, anyone game, who plays game me three. Game 3 doesn't well, played, remember it. No, you played Jody and... Um... Jody, Jody and, and Sean was game two. Oh, with that was Kyle Valdez was on my game, team was game I two. I thought it was game three. Gotcha. No, game one I played Jeff Daniels on oh, the solo that's right. table. Because yeah. Kyle Valdez was throwing up on game two because we got him that drive. Yeah, yeah he he threw up while, while we were doing all deployment. So I deployed yeah. both armies. And then it was like, God, his list was so nasty. It was it just was like, I just sent him to the avenues. And I was the like, just go. The most ridiculous list there. Uh, he and was I, playing Twilightkin oh, with oh. a dragon and a and an arch and an arch fiend, yeah. And then he had uh, a horde of the abyssal cavalry, the demon riders, yeah. Like the large cavalry with yep. regen and defense five, and then a regiment of those, and then uh, two units of harpies to be chaff. Jeez. And uh, he had one other thing too, uh, a unit of cold one knights. I think so. And, like yeah. the dude's list was so. Sh- Freaking elite! It was insane. Yeah. I just I just pointed him, and then all I did was use my units to kind of block off an advantageous double charge or flank charge for his mm-hmm. opponents. And they were like, "Well, I'd like to get in there with two units," and I was like, "But you can't." <laughs> I was like, "You could go into my crappy troop unit and uh, or or my my regiment and take that out with a double charge." And they were like, "Yeah," and then get flanked by the the massive demon thing. And I was like, "Well, yeah," but I mean. <laughs> Well, you can yeah. still double charge and wipe them out in one round if you want. Um, so yeah, like his list was just it. Yeah. It made that game so easy. It was heinous. Yeah, we just was... we literally just ran up the flanks, and I kind of fainted with. Um, I put my horde of slaves in the middle, and that was like that. And then the gargoyles were the only things that were really deployed in the middle of the board. Mm-hmm. Everything else was on the far left or the far right flank. Well, he and... had everything you needed. Yeah. Oh no, I know. He was he was perfect. Like he was the anchor and I just ran around and picked stuff yeah. off. Uh yeah, yeah, nasty list though. Mm-hmm. Uh, my highlights I guess were um I played Justin Belusic uh game one and game two. Game one uh I teamed with Robbie and uh Justin had Kyle, your your partner you were just talking about. And and me and Robbie line up across the table. We're like, God damn, that's that is, mm-hmm. a, that is a tough list because Justin has two units of ogre shooters, a Grokamok, a, a horde of berserkers, and two two hordes of the uh, shield breakers. And we're like, Jesus, man, like we are gonna have to play the crap out of this. Luckily, Robbie took all werewolf army, and I had a really fast army, so we were just all about, hey, man. <laughs> You you got to do something to deal with us, or we're just gonna outmaneuver and get into what we want. They made a couple of mistakes that I pointed out, and um, you know I think Kyle learned a lot that weekend about playing because he only came into it with like maybe a couple of games under his oh, belt. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. In game two, like yeah, 
he was like, oh, you can do that. I was like, yes, you're doing this. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, this totally. Is absolutely what you're doing in this game. And, and in game two, I played against uh, Justin Belusic again, and he was like, ah, oh, I don't want to play you again because he just already knows that his list has nothing for me if I can get across to him. And he teamed with Kinsey, and... Uh, he was deploying tell the story. and I was, tell the oh, I gotta story. tell you, you guys because it's hilarious. Um, so he's teaming with Kinsey, and Kinsey hasn't played more than like two or three games of Kings of War, and uh, she's pretty toasted at this point. And uh, Justin's doing his deployment, and I go, I go, hey man, I, I'm really not telling you how to play your army because he was re- he was cornering up really hard, and I was like you have all these obstacles over here. Why wouldn't you put a unit of ogre shooters behind that, that you know that they're not going to get charged by anything. They'll, they'll certainly have to take, they'll lose Thunderous charge. They'll lose, you know, there'll be a minus one to hit. It's like a perfect spot for you to set him to shoot at. So like I helped him out there. Cause that was, that was the best place to put him. Um, so I was like, because Justin, you could he could, you could just tell he was demoralized that he was gonna have to play my list again, because he already saw how fast it was and that's killing him. So turn two comes around, the 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 uh, the teams by the way, Justin Belusic and Kinsey versus me and Richard. Richard is Kinsey's husband, so it's husband and wife versus each other, and then two dudes that just played each other the game before. <laughs> So Kinsey gets toasted. I do these charges, bring in, bring in these flanks and kill. Like I waver, I waver a unit um, that uh, can no longer, you know, counter charge me, and uh, and she just decides I don't care if they're wavered. I'm gonna charge them. And I said, yeah, but I wavered them. And she goes, I don't fucking care. <laughs> and <then> she <laughs> she charges me anyway. And I was like. Okay, <laughs> I was just like, I'll allow it. I was like, okay, because I look at Richard and I go, man, is this really worth arguing? And he goes, believe me, dude, don't argue with her. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay. See, but you benefited fun- from his wisdom there. Oh God! And then the following turn, um, I had my I had my dogs. I declared them to be outside of charge charge range from her cavalry, and Justin heard me say it. And I measured it, and they were certainly outside of it by, like, a quarter of an inch. Um, And she goes, I'm charging those dogs. And I go, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm out of range. And I declared it, and Justin goes, you can't charge him, he's out of range. She goes, fuck it, I don't care, I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) She She pushes him over there, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I was out of range. And she goes, I'm pretty sure you're a bitch. And she was right. And you were both right. I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, what are you going to do? Like, I was like, this isn't worth arguing with, and we're not here to care care about anything. So whatever, go for it. I don't give a shit. So I gave her two two charges that were totally illegal, and we still took a maximum victory on that was the moral of that story. I I just want to throw this out there for anybody who doesn't really get the context of this this is everybody in our club we all know each other everybody's friends this is not like a scenario where no oh no, oh no jeff got cheated we're telling this story because it's fucking hilarious, it's hilarious this is a she's... type of stupid shit that we do in our free time where we're like nope fuck you i'm doing it <laughs> just fuck you it's happening 
Yeah, the, uh, the fuck you attitude is is what I got out of the entire thing was just oh, nope, yeah. fuck it. If you want to if you ever want to see Justin Belusic's face go from happy to completely depressed and demoralized, <laughs> just feel two efreets and shoot Grokamok two games in a row and <laughs> remove that fucker. <laughs> just watch him just just curl over in pain and be like, "Oh god, this is bullshit." He goes, of course you're not going to charge me. Why would you charge me? You're just going to fucking shoot 40 fireballs at me. <laughs> he does turn into a whiny bitch, doesn't oh, he? Oh, it was so funny, Ryan, because I was, I was laughing my ass off because he's just like, you're a bitch, you're a bitch, Swan. I was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds like our game's a frost grave, actually, except uh... I'm the one doing the whining. But see, like, I always have a good time playing Justin. He definitely did not want to play me on game two. I did not want to have to do what I did to him in game one again in game two, but... Fuck you, random teams. Fuck you, random teams. That's how it goes. So, it was was a good time. I had a great time, even... But the Kenzie game wasn't the highlight, because she's just like, fuck you, I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) You know, and props to the two of them for driving in from... uh, yeah, Louis, wherever they're Louis, from, Louis, New Orleans, yeah, in New the Orleans. middle of the freaking rainstorm monsoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that fucked up the uh, the crawfish boil too. Like it was torrential downpour, and Robbie's standing out in the rain next to the pot. And he's like, "This sucks." Right. <laughs> the rest of us Seems run the to tent. Me, like, I still got up, blitzed at the crawfish boils. So oh no, no, I did too. There. Oh, oh yeah, dude, that was great. Yeah, we, we just sat around time. and drank. It was awesome. Uh, Ryan, you got any highlights? Uh yes, all of it, all of it. See, <laughs> nice. see, see what you've been missing out on for the last fucking good four time, years. Man. I'm really um, glad you made it this time. Mark getting really drunk game three and winning the game and not <laughs> realizing he'd won the game when he did it was hilarious in wait, my mind. Wait, because I think when? Mark forgot what game three was until the end. Was that when he was vigor- vigorously thrusting with his pants down? Yes. I, yes. I enticed Mark to take off his pants and thrust at me by doing some dance. I don't even remember what the dance was anymore. It, it was uh, what, what Bruno song was Mars it? was That's in right. the background. And uh, he was sitting there with his pants down in the middle of the bar with his Captain America underwear just thrusting back and forth in a humping motion for literally a minute and a half. <laughs> it was longer than that. All I know is I hiked my shirt up. I showed him a belly button giant beer gut and That's he wanted his dick inside i just That's saw a hole man things. i saw a hole i was going for it <laughs> he's excited about it that was oh a good my time God. so wait how did i win the thing when i didn't realize i had won what what, what the fuck are you talking about uh it was a, an objective scenario and i screwed up a movement and gave uh your flying demon bitch access to the token and you're like um, fuck it i charged that I'm like, God that was it. kyle's flying demon bitch uh, no no it was my red no demon. it was mark's oh oh was it okay fair enough <laughs> that's awesome yeah but i don't think mark had realized it at that point because tim and i grabbed all the tokens and we were running to the corner and there was no way his army was going to catch us we were just dumping stuff in front of him to slow him down it was lose the game but get the objectives and win yeah, Tim had a nasty little army too. Oof, that was yeah, that goblin undead. army was. Yeah, he had a great no one. goblins. That was a nasty. It was goblins? Dude. Oh, it was yeah, goblins. That's how drunk shooting. Mark was. He doesn't even remember <laughs> was the undead. army he was playing. Yeah, that was a nasty little army, man. I remember Tim's dancing. 
Tim's Tim's been really stepping it up, man. He's been he's been uh, playing really well. Tim's always yeah, been, been he's a got great good player. tactics. His his problem yeah. has always been like he gets fucked by like in the olden days, he would get fucked by just wonky ass rolls mm-hmm. or just a, a combination of bullshit rules that ran I'm, together. I'm gonna put this out there right now. I think Tim will take a top three at one of the one of the remaining tournaments this year. I hope so. His his generalship is very good. We lost the game because of me, not because of him. Yeah, he's got to get his pain up a tiny bit. But I, th- I think I think, I think you were t- just distracted, Ryan. I had you mesmerized. No, I don't think it was that. <laughs> <laughs> it was more the Miley Cyrus karaoke mm-hmm. you were doing. Mm-hmm. I remember that too. That was funny. By the way, this is a drunk Mark just swinging through the ball through the bar, coming in like a wrecking ball. It was it's pretty bad. It wasn't that song? It was the no, party in the USA. It was party in the I USA. Know. I yeah. know. I remember that song because my brother dressed in drag for a Halloween party for me and came out singing it. See, I'll sing that song when I'm drunk because um, my buddy Brian that I tailgate with all the time he he had a big Miley Cyrus thing right before she turned 18, which was kind of weird. But he always used to crank that song up during the tailgates. And so I got it like, you know, Drunk Recall. I got Drunk Recall yep. with that song. I oh, can sing I it on that. a drunk. That's the best. Drunk Deja Vu. All right. Well, if you want to close out this topic, then we can, uh, we'll can. we take a break and uh, move on to the next things. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing that I've got to say on this is I want to, I want to do this more often. I want two hot tournaments a year, not just one. Yeah. I agree. It was it was a good time. It's it sucks so bad having to wait a whole another year to get to it. it. Was a good time. It was a good time. Best good time. time was had by all. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime uh, you get to measure your beer intake in pitchers instead of cans or bottles, that's a good event. That's right. That's all right. I drank was all pitchers the entire weekend. Yeah, great. no one ordered a beer. Some people were ordering mixed no, drinks, we only but ordered everyone pitchers. was drinking beer out of pitchers. Yep. Yeah, we just drank And no pitchers. one was sharing their pitchers. Which is funny because, like, you know, TABC, they're supposed to crack down on you, but it's a dive bar. Her right, yeah. didn't give a shit. She got handed, like, a couple hundred dollars right off the bat. She's like, you guys can do whatever the fuck you want. Yep, go for it. Yep. I think uh, the, only, the only part that was scary was the uh, random super drunk guy with, like, an 11-inch Bowie knife. Like just kind of walking around with it in his in his pants. Was this <laughs> hobo dude pants, with the beard right? and the meth teeth? Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. he came up to me at game one, clapped me on the shoulder. He's like, "Yeah, man, I used to play this way Yu-Gi-Oh, back in the day, where all right? the rules were in this white dwarf magazine, uh-huh. and I played it, and I was obsessed with it. But I ain't played it in twenty five years." Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, sir. Could you please put that knife somewhere not yeah, in your I hands? Was like I was like, dude. <laughs> If you want to whip your dick out, that's fine. You're in the right room. If you want to whip the knife out, uh, it's a couple of rooms over. I was like, bro, if you pull that (laughs) knife out, you're going to get shot. I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, dude. No, he was never a threat. I know, but he was just trying to work his way into the scene. Yeah. It was amusing. He audited at least one game. Oh, yeah. No, he, he sat in on a couple of games. Yeah. He kept. On, he said, "Hey, can I play your game next time?" I was like, yeah, "He's talking to Kyle." <laughs> I was like, "Man, I just, you know, I really don't like people to touch my models." So I'd let you, but I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. Didn't care about winning. 
scared about my uh, my models getting fucked up. That dude was trash, man. And that's why you bring an army you painted in six hours. Uh, bro, I was going to bring an unpainted army. Would I have known? But it didn't matter because it did matter. So it did. Evidently, oh, it did. evidently it mattered. So it would have been 15 who, less points. Who came in third, second, and first, sir? Oh, shit, you had to ask me third. Um, yeah, that's important. All right, that's a chill out. Well, I got to pull it up. Oh, su surprise, surprise. Tim Gleese came in third with 47 that does not, points. That does not surprise me at all. Um, I was second with 56 points. Nice. And um, the reign hot king for the year of 2016 to 2017 is bitch. your own Jeff Swan bitch. with a perfect 60 because he's a bitch. <laughs> with a perfect 60? Oh, man. So rough. <laughs> Pretty tough to come by. Yeah, I know. I, I, I honestly, I was really shocked that I was able to pick up max points on literally every game. Like, I, I was genuinely shocked. So, and I, and I was good and hammered too. That was the funny part. Like, I was like, first game, I wasn't drinking so much because I was so hungover, so, so hungover from the day before. Yeah, game one was an intestinal fortitude check for me. Oh, oh really? It was. You get it. Oh. That car bomb probably didn't help either. Oh, I know that car bomb up. was about I, the worst that was thing me I could have done. Year. Well, I had a big old I, greasy breakfast. Oh, I did the car bomb and I We didn't get breakfast because I'm we either got gonna flooded, puke. dude. We couldn't get out of the damn neighborhood yeah. for like two hours. Twenty four inches of water. Ugh. Over the fucking road. Uh dude, I I'm not joking, dude. When we we open this tournament every year with a with a Irish car bomb. I really did not want to drink it. But you I did to. it anyway. You did it because you're not a bitch. I all I literally almost threw up back into the cup. <laughs> this, this is the this is the second year in a row that the person who won the hot tournament says uh, that exact same thing. Because last year, uh, I took the shot and I ran into the bathroom to go throw up, and I had to talk my stomach out of it. So that's I, what I did. I drank it. I set the glass down. And I walked into the bathroom yep. just in case. You did I the drank. mouth watering thing where you're like, "Yep." I drank. It's coming up. Shut this. up, stomach. You're not in charge this. of this one. <laughs> Shut up. I drank more alcohol than a human my size should be able to survive the night before. <laughs> so, uh, I was, I was pretty. It, it's the problem is, is I can drink like one or two different kind, like one or two beers if I drink that beer all day long. But when I drink like twenty different kinds of beers in a day, it just jacks my like. I get the worst headaches. So it's all the yeast strains that did to mix, and it messes me up bad. Because Jeff has a yeast infection. Yeah, it's true. My it's yeast is China. my yeast is so gnarly, bro. All right, take a break here, and yeah. uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Counter charge. Counter Charge is the first podcast totally dedicated to the game Kings of War. Join your hosts Andrew, Mark, and Rob as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. You can find us on iTunes and at OhioHammer.com, a proud member of the Ohio Hammer Network of Podcasts. And we're back. So, Mark, you want to talk about uh, 
this July 9 campaign yeah, we'll, we got coming up? We'll do a little quick hit here. Uh, tomorrow is June 9th, and that is going to be the release of the first... Um, excuse me, the first kind of fluff that we've got for the whole event. So that'll be kind of a lead into what's happening and what the storyline is to the games that we're going to be playing. And then in the next couple of weeks, uh, Chris and I are going to do a release of additional fluff around, you know, the different scenarios. So scenario one will drop the fluff, you know, in a week or two or three or whatever it is. Um, so that people have an idea of what the campaign is kind of going to be about. Uh, again, the rules for the actual scenarios themselves will come out way later, you know, the night before or whatever. But yeah, it's it just, it's kind of one of those things to get everybody amped up. Um, we are still trying to get people to step up and be location leads. So um, I think we've got 15 different sites. Uh, the UK has not sent me their location lead yet. So they're not Microphone our only international activated. group. We have a Canada group and we have people in Spain. They're going to play too. So when the UK steps up, that'll give us three countries other than the US that are going to be participating with us. Um, I think I think it's it's either Norway or maybe Switzerland or Sweden. Um, players over there have been talking about trying to join in too. So we'll see if that happens. But yeah, we've got 15 locations confirmed right now. And I know there are others because people have been talking about it. Just nobody stepped up to be the lead yet. Uh, but yeah, so basically, you know, if you go to the Facebook and you go to the U.S. Kings of War campaign day, or it might be KOW campaign day, um, that's where all of kind of the action is happening. And then when we get closer, I'll start emailing out the leads, telling them how we're going to meet up and how we're going to coordinate all the scores and stuff. And then on the day of the event, you know, July 9th, it's all going to kick off. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I that's mean, all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty excited about it, man. I'm I'm really I'm really jazzed that the the uh, UK guys are going to be hopping in on it. Um, you know, we got we got a lot of got a lot of people interested in, in taking part of it. So curious to see how many guys local we're going to have going to hop in for it. Should yeah. be, it should be fun just to to hang out and get those fun little quirky bonuses i think numbers wise the largest specific location that someone has reported to me is they're expecting about 20 oh oh, wow wow that's great if you say okay well that's one and then you look at the other 14 locations if the other 14 locations have four people each and i know there are some that have more you're you're talking about like 60 people playing 60 plus people playing and that's that's the size of you know Lone Wolf last year or this past yeah. year. Should be um, solid, man. I'm really so yeah, excited. we should we should have a lot of players participating. I fully expect. So it'll be interesting to see. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we can uh, move on over to hobby. What y'all been working on, Ryan? I have done um. I can't say I've done fuck all. Um, I dry brushed some Dwarven Forge terrain for a Frostgrave game. Nice. But that is literally all I've done since the hot tournament. Um, I have I no hobby boner. A, I heard you on uh, Counter Charge. I, I couldn't get back yeah, to Rob. I've been so busy. Right? I, didn't, I couldn't get back to him. But 
Yeah, I did get on with Rob to do a, a little recording about painting. I had a lot of fun doing that, especially because he didn't know I was drunk. <laughs> he couldn't tell, really? <laughs> no, nah, dude, he held down pretty good. I, I listened to it. Today. I, I guess we just know you too well that we can yeah. tell when you're drunk, Ryan. Drunk Ryan and me are not that different. Because I still talk an inordinate amount. No, I'm drunk, drunk I just Ryan, use bigger words. Drunk Ryan loud stammer. whispers. He loud yes. whispers. Yeah. I loud whisper anyway. Well, <laughs> you, you tend to titter and giggle more, too. Yeah. I do get giggly. Yeah, I'm fun that way. Yeah, I cuddle, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. But I'm in full-time uh, get-ready-for-baby mode, so yeah, there's yeah, very yeah. little going on here that's not renovating a nursery, cleaning stuff out, getting ready to buy a minivan, all those grown-up things we have to do sometimes that interfere with, you know, playing with tiny soldiers. Are you really going to buy a minivan? We are, uh, probably Friday. <laughs> oh, Jesus. nice. What are you looking at? Uh, town and country. Hmm. Uh, Laura is my wife is very fond of them Solid. Um, mostly because we're going to Colorado in July um, I'm actually driving back the day before the campaign and having an in seat DVD player or a, an above right, right. DVD player yeah, for the kids. is fantastic when you have preschoolers and you're yeah. driving for 17 hours yep except you have to listen to it it's yeah. okay we're going to be watching Star Wars The Clone Wars okay so what the, I hear... The, the cartoon or the animated series or the actual movie? The animated series. Good. Good choice. So what I hear is Ryan is is raising his hand to drive to Adepticon when we all go next year. It's an option. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was part of, your, uh, that was part of your, your contract with her, right? was like you can take it whenever you need it. That's the theory. We'll see if it happens. Or you told me happens. that when you were drunk. I don't know if that still counts when you're sober, but... It was a plan. We'll see. Um, driving three kids around is a lot harder than driving two. Right. Oh yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. I have SUV's one, and good I agree. for two, but man, you get that third one. Yeah, it's a question. I drive a Toyota Rav Four, which is a compact SUV, mm-hmm. and in yeah. theory, I can get three car seats in it. But nah, th- we'll yeah, see. No. <laughs> the kids are going to be else, That was a problem. Yeah, that overflow, dude. Well, I have been working on some Dead Zone stuff just because I'm getting a really big itch to start playing some Dead Zone. Like, I've been listening to the Dead Zone podcast a lot and uh, watching uh, Family of Gamer 777 uh, go over some stuff. I even commented on a couple of his posts, you know, calling out some rules questions and stuff that I think that they had forgotten. He's, like, a really good player, so... I was just uh, bringing that up because I was like, why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? Just making sure that I know the rules because I'd really like to start playing some uh, some Dead Zone on like the Friday nights and stuff like that at the tournaments because it's really super reminiscent of Necromunda. And that was just such a great game. And if you like Frostgrave or you know Necromunda or Mordheim or anything like that, then this game is just super solid. So... I've been I've been painting up a couple of those things. I finished up all of my hellhounds for um that I need to get done for Lady of the Lake. Um so really I am on to getting some work done on uh my forces of nature army that I'm uh gonna go ahead and move forward with now. Uh and, and work on some dead zone stuff. So pretty pretty excited 
honestly to do both, so I've actually been painting both at the same time, which is a bad idea because you don't get either of them done and they're way different styles. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a big difference. It's massively different when you're painting a sci-fi mini as opposed to a fantasy mini, so... I don't yep. know. I'm not used to blocking stuff, you know what I mean? Like having like that armor that... It's you you do the trim highlight around the outside perimeter. Right, yeah, like, you know, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I know how to do it. Is it my favorite thing to paint? Eh, not, not, not really, but I'm doing the Asterians right now, and they have a really cool aesthetic, that not, and not a lot of people are playing them, so what did I do like I normally do? I found the army that people are probably playing the least, and I said... I'm going to paint this one first, and I'm going to play this one first. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, I try to be different, I guess, but Hipster. I don't. Right? I try. <laughs> I try. But, I don't know. I'm hoping that uh, enough of the Kings of War community is going to be receptive to open gaming some, some Dead Zone on Friday nights. I bought enough uh, miniatures that it won't cost anybody anything to play and try it on Friday nights at the tournaments. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start demoing it in the area. Ronnie Retton actually did send me some prize support for Dead Zone as well. I think what I'm going to do um, is it at uh, Alamo, because I won't have it done in time for Bayou, I think. Um, at Alamo, I'll probably do some open gaming on Friday. So if anybody comes to Alamo, and they're interested in trying out some dead zone. If you play a game, you'll leave with the you'll leave with the prize. So it's a good deal right there. Yeah. And if you're thinking about coming to Alamo, you should come to Alamo. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're thinking about coming to Alamo, there is a likelihood that Ronnie uh, will be coming as well. So I don't want to say he is because I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he. With as much fun as he had last year, I don't oh, yeah, I don't yeah. see him not coming this year. So, um if you're thinking about it, you know, there's a pretty high likelihood that Ronnie's coming out again this year. So and I would love to play Ronnie a game of Dead Zone. So that is <laughs> that is me. Cause Ronnie, like you don't even know, like that's his jam. Like he loves Kings of War, but that dude loves some Dead Zone. So if if for some reason Ronnie's actually listening to this Come to Alamo again. Let's play some Dead Zone. You can kick my ass in Dead Zone. So, <laughs> if Ronnie's listening to this, I hope he's listening for the beer. I know, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he is. He's a good dude. How about you, Mark. I know you've been doing some hobbying. Yeah, I I'm gonna do more hobby in the next two months than I've done in probably the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um. So I've I've got a list of things that I have to do. And by the way, Jeff, I still need to steal some more of that dental, uh, those dental walls from you. Dental dams, gross. Dental dams. That's Bro, right. Bro, that is like that's not cool. Man. I can't reuse them, or can I? What he what he's actually talking about is the her starts. Her start stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I need to steal some of that shit from you because yep, I've got a lot of stuff to do. So yeah, I've, tomorrow I've or Friday. I've got it broken out into kind of different waves. So I've got to disassemble stuff, assemble no things. No disassemble. <laughs> Johnny Five. Yeah. I had to, had to be said, dude. 
painting stuff. There's about stuff. seven people laughing right now, but that's it. <laughs> and then multi-basing stuff. So for my disassembling stuff, I had to, like, that's me popping the models off of their 20 millimeter bases. Uh, I got 17 of the Storm Vermin ripped off of their bases. I've got my weapon teams, three of them ripped off of their bases. I still have to do in the neighborhood of 50 slaves ripping them off their bases. Um, I still have to assemble 20 of the shock troops from the Storm Vermin molds that I've got. Or not molds, but just the sprues or whatever they are. Yeah. Got to get those guys put together and primed. And then I have to paint 35 shock troops. Uh, an enforcer model, a swarm crier model. Uh, oh shit, I have to disassemble giant rats too. Fuck my life. Um, and then here's what I'm multi-basing. A horde of shock troops, a regiment of shock troops, a regiment of blight, a horde of brutes, another horde of brutes, a horde of tunnel slaves, a legion of tunnel slaves, a regiment of tunnel slaves, two regiments of Vermintide, and then I actually finished up my three weapon teams yesterday. So that's a lot of shit to do. At least you <laughs> barely have anything to do. That's good. Yeah, right? Like, I'm going to be so... It's just like, basing. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's just basing, but getting the models set the way you want them to look on the base <sighs> before you glue them down, and then getting all the shit done to where it looks uniform. <laughs> the painting's going to take me a while, too, because I'm going to paint the shock troops to a high level. But. Dude, like Ryan said on Counter Charge, man, basing is just God. It just takes so much out of you. Like it it's really the does. Swip of this hobby to me. Yeah, especially because I'm I'm priming those fucking stone pieces, and then I'm painting them, and then I'm washing them, and then I'm doing another layer of paint on top of them to like highlight and pull out different layers of the stone. And oh my god. <laughs> Just what are you painting them with, Mark? Because that dental plaster will soak up paint. Are you using actual I, model paints? I don't think he's I'm, I'm gluing them yet. down. Yeah. No, no, I, I have. I've got two or three of them done. Um, I'm gluing them down to their base where I where I ultimately want them to go. Then I'm priming the whole base, and then I'm painting the base, and then I'm laying flock and gravel down, and then I'm painting the actual stones to call out the color that I want them to be and then I'm washing the stones again and then I'm dry brushing the the gravel and then I'm drawing out highlights on the stone. Okay. Yeah, yeah what, what I what I would recommend just cuz I I've already painted that her stuff a lot um and you don't really need to use model paints because No. It, yeah. So you can like go to Hobby Lobby or Michaels or something like that and just get your standard acrylics. Just a bunch of acrylics. Delta yeah. Ceram coat. You can get it at Hobby Lobby, Michaels, Joanne Fabrics. It's really thick, but it soaks into that plaster mm -hmm. and it will yeah. save you so much headache. Yeah, but the plaster is already thick primed, enough that it won't so... get absorbed. It'll and it'll still absorb it. It, it. Even with a primer, it it's so porous that it will it really? will yeah, it'll lick See, it up. Jeff, when I've done it, I don't even prime it. I just do a base coat of black ceram coat and oh, let it okay. stick over the top and I figure it's going to get chipped up anyway cuz if I'm using uh dental plaster for something it's usually terrain. But I use um the dental plaster that I have um is that um Merlin's Magic, but I get the dark gray. So okay. even if it chips, you're gonna you get see it. right. You're gonna get like a dark gray chip. So it's not a big deal. So what I'll do is I'll hit it with a Krylon. Um, I won't even use regular Krylon Krylon primer. I'll use um, Krylon um, 
satin finish uh, instead of the regular primer because mm -hmm. that'll actually go into the pores on it, fill it up a tiny bit. So I'll hit it with that, and then I'll hit it with a like a gray primer over it like from a from a distance so that it'll have like a little bit of a haze to it and then that'll be basically my first layer and then i'll dry brush and then i'll wash or dip and then i'll then i'll dry brush three different layers on top of it and come back and hit highlights yeah i'm not dry brushing that stone at all i'm, okay. I'm painting strokes it, on and highlights on gotcha it lends itself to it really well yeah, the dry brush is so fast on there, and it. Oh no, no, I, I, I understand really, really that dry well. brush would be yeah. faster. I'm just, I've already got like what is that? One, two, three bases done that way. It'd look weird if I didn't have it set the same way. So yeah, it like I made my bed. I gotta sleep in it now. I guess just dry brush the stuff you've already painted. Yeah, I mean, and not not for the guys that, um, not for us, but for those of you who, um are really interested in doing some dynamic basing um should really i'd really recommend you follow like the uh, on facebook go out and find luke fellows uh, he he is in the um he's in the uh kings of war fanatics page you find him pretty easy luke fellows and also chris walsh who was on the um on the, the thing with ryan yeah, he's on the same podcast when Ryan went on for Countercharge. Um, Chris Walsh, you can find him on the same thing. Um, he, he does a lot of really cool dynamic basing, and he just does a lot of um, he just does a lot of flockings. He doesn't paint a lot of his basing; he does a lot of flocking. So, like, he can go through and tell you guys how to like preserve actual sticks and stuff like that so they'll stick and and an actual foliage so it, i mean they're both they they know what they're doing they they have some of the most dynamic basing that i think i've seen um i i base just i i usually paint a lot of my basing a lot like ryan does like we we're painters so we we like to paint everything so I try and theme all my stuff to paint, but if you're looking for really good people that can flock the crap out of stuff and show you how to do it well, I really recommend you guys check those guys out because they're really good at doing what they do. Have you checked out uh, uh, Chris Walsh's flocks, Ryan? Yeah, I've seen some of his stuff. It's very well done. Yeah. It makes me wish I cared about basing. I just can't. I can't get my flocks to work like that, man. Like, I haven't watched a bunch of his stuff, but, man, like, I just can't get it to set up like that. Like, I can't even get static grass to stand the way I want it to. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It always mats for me for some reason, so. I kept hoping with Kings of War doing diorama bases would be easier, but then with my herd army, I did a, a deliberate choice to not have grass on the bases, so I haven't tried yeah. some of it yet. Yeah, I... I'm not a big grass person, so like I, I always want to have like a scene. That's the problem with me. Like with these multi bases, I always want to have something scenic happening. Mm -hmm. So I want to always tell a story with everything. I don't want to just have like ruins and grass and stuff like that. I like it's annoying. Well, fuck you. That's what I'm doing, Dick. Well, what I'm saying is like <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do ruins and grass. I know, stuff I know, because it doesn't just... make sense for what I'm doing. So. This, this is probably the best way I can do these rats for right now, having them running over like ruined stuff out in the middle yeah. of the field. But mine, I want to go I... more dynamic if I do 
you know, elves or ogres or something yeah. later on. Or orcs. My, with my Skaven, once I, once everybody hops off this fucking ratkin train they're on for some reason, like, and and not that you're on it. It's just you. I've you've been on it for played. fucking right, seventeen exactly. years. But but there's a lot of people picking it up right now because they're a very powerful army. Um, it, once once I do start doing my rebasing, I'm I'm doing. I've always wanted to do a really cool. Holy sewer. shit! It's been twenty years. Fuck me. Yeah. You're right. Wow. Sorry. I nineteen. Like, whatever. Big difference. I want to do a sewer themed army where like everything's actually like in the gutters and in the trenches or under a city and stuff. Like I, I want to do a really cool dynamic basing. And it's gonna take literally for fucking ever. So yeah, yeah, it will. Uh, I I just it's not something I want to get on top of right now. So I'm. That's why I, I'm really on top of this forces of nature because really nobody around here is playing forces of nature. So, well, I mean, let's I, be fair. This is our first real foray into right? dynamic, yeah. large yeah. scale basing. We've right. been on twenty millimeters and forty millimeters for so long that it's we've been it's not like we've had the fillers, opportunity. Right? Yeah, we've had like a forty by forty. You know, yeah, yeah. That was the biggest base. my unit filler ever got. I've like, never used using using dynamic filler, Jeff. Oh. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I mean that's basically what we had previously, so you know it just opens up so many options. So just dipping our toes in it. Guys, we need a bumper to share with the other Mantic podcasts. No swearing allowed. Oh, real professional. The Fourth of Snake is a UK-based Kings of War podcast presented by John. I want to be an individual. Dan. Nick. Can I go to the toilet, please? And Matt. You can find us on Facebook at OFFS and on Twitter at O4FootSnake. And you can find us on iTunes. That's 32 points of damage. Let's do a nerve check. Anything but snake eyes. Oh, for fuck. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we want to talk about Lady of the Lake, but before we do, I wanted to bring up uh, something that's been on my mind. Um, I... I want to get feedback from as many people that want to send it to me. Um, you can send it to the email at the end of the podcast. You can go ahead Naked and pictures. dicks, lots of dick pics. <laughs> as many dick pics you, as you, you can know find. that even though I just said that and I'm, the and I'm more fucking dicks, around, the I'm going to get at least two dick pics. I promise I, you. I hope you in do. the same picture. <laughs> um, <laughs> two dicks in the same picture. Uh, or you can hit me on two for right hit, there. Hit me, hit me on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, I want to get I, I want to get legitimate feedback. So next year, um, we are going to be changing Moonshine around a lot. So we're gonna rebrand it, rename it, and I plan to hold it at an actual uh, brew pub that's here in Fort Worth. Um, the, I, I would have to limit it to around 40 people. Uh, so it'll fill up kind of quick. Um, but it, it'll, I could go up to like maybe 46 maybe, but, uh, we're planning, I'm planning on doing at a, at a brew pub. And what would happen was you would, you'd be playing there. They would have, they have really good food. They have really inexpensive beer and really high quality beer. Um, so we wouldn't be brewing for it. Wouldn't need to because they're a local brewery that's here that 
you know, they already make really good beer and stuff. So I'm, I'm just kind of maybe changing the direction a little bit. But uh, my thought process is since they're a brew pub and they do really good food, the entry fee would, uh, would cover your lunch for um, Saturday and for Sunday. So you wouldn't actually have to leave the premises to to like go out for that hour lunch and Which get maybe like board. a shit like right like get like a shitty cheeseburger from somewhere. Yeah, instead. but but honestly, even if you were to leave the site to go somewhere, there's, there's so, so many much food stuff. places yeah. within walking yeah, distance exactly. of that. Like across the street, you know, down the street. You yeah. know, my favorite barbecue place is opening down the street from there. So Yeah, which we could totally go get dinner there. Yeah, or you yeah, could exactly. eat at this place. Like this place has some of the best food in Fort Worth, like either in it or around well, it. For yeah, for, for what you're paying for and the quality that you're getting, it's you cannot the best touch bang it for your with a stick. So on top of that, their average beer prices for a pint of beer is four or five dollars for yeah, really four, good. Four bucks for the house beers. Craft and beer. Five to six um, bucks for the, the upper tier craft beers. So you'll be playing in a brew pub. Um, there's a chance we could put some tables on the outside patio so we could actually play in, you know, a, a covered patio if that was interesting to some people. Lots of hotels around the area. I'm just, I'm trying to do something that's a little bit different that um, it really. The, the hot tournament from a couple weeks or from two weekends ago really inspired me because there's we have we have this great game club that we do it invitational only. My inspiration was that, but this will be open to anyone that wants to sign up for it. So if you wanted to have that, I'm playing in a bar where I can walk over, order one of dif- fifteen different beers and order food at any given time and and all of it is very good stuff and for a freaking really good price like is that something that you would want to go to um there i i'm a regular over there all the time i've talked to them about doing it they're open to the idea so you know i'd like to get some feedback if you're interested in doing something like that I, I'm probably going to limit it to about 40 people for the first year, maybe 46, depending on um, the amount. Well, you still got to measure the floor space, too. Right. I really got to run it out, and I'll be doing that tomorrow. Um, but that's my thought process, uh, seeing what people are interested in doing. We will probably do something with uh, with teams where we do either two- or three-man teams. I'm not 100% positive on, on how that's going to bust out yet, but... Uh, just looking for some feedback. Uh, if that's something that you would be interested in doing, going to a bar and playing in a bar rather than like a, a hotel or something of that nature, obviously there are two different things. They have lots of different, you know, questions or concerns. So, you know, just hit me up. Let me know what you guys think about it. If it's something you're super interested or there's no way, shape or form you would come because it's in a bar that's fine too. Just, just let me know. Just kind of trying to gauge the audience. So let me know. Uh, speaking of events, uh, we have one that, uh, we're coming up on pretty quick. Uh, Mark, if you want to start uh, touching on Lady of the Lake one more time. Yeah. Uh, we have got a fairly decent sized drive ahead of us. 
um, in July that we're going to be rolling up to Minnesota, the other end of 35, to go up and play in Lady of the Lake. Um, that's why I'm doing so much hobby stuff is because I want to get my army fully KOW'd out so that I can go up and hopefully do fairly decent, at least put on a good showing for, for paint. and. You, you know, saw his best clarification, army. right? He made the clarification uh, that... Uh... Oh, about the Mantic stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. But this cool. is the first tournament that I'm that I'm going to that I've seen that's going to use the comp pack from Clash of Kings. So I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. I'm actually kind of excited. I really want to try it out in a competitive environment. And did it change is... your list at all? Mine? No, no. It. it my, yeah. My it list was not either. altered at all by that that pack but i'm interested to see how the rest of the field kind of plays with it in mind because you know there are people that were i don't want to say abusing but they were abusing allies um, oh yeah you know for sure. and and people that were kind of you know spamming stuff well this cuts down on both of those so to yeah. see how people are actually going to play in a competitive state with those parameters i'm i'm really interested to see how it plays out because I think, you know, with the way you and I play, we haven't really played that angle. And so if you're taking that angle away from some people, yeah, does that put them at a disadvantage or does that put us at a competitive advantage? Because we've already been playing at that, that rate, that way. I just, I can't already. bring myself, I can't, I can't do it, man. Like, I can't do spam stuff. I can't do like the allies just because well that's like, that's one of those things I like we sit around it, you know we sit around drinking beer and we're like oh dude what about if you just ran this army and we talk about it but we never do it because it's not dude, one of those things that would be fun fucking prime example last yeah. week like we were playing last thursday and i go hey man i'm i'm really considering taking this to lady of the lake but i think it's really super dickish and i go and i go i think i'm gonna take this instead like, you looked at me like, yeah, that's pretty dickish. Like, people will say, no, man, your list is pretty good. But then I showed you what I could have done instead, and you're like, well, fuck, yeah, that's pretty shitty. Like, like there's no way you would want to play against something like that. That's the kind of thing you have to really take in stride. You have to look at your list when you make it and say, is it dickish? Like, you ha you have to have a serious conversation with yourself, like... How bad do you really care to win? Well, that's and one then, of those things that we talked yeah. about last time was, you know, there's there's inadvertent fallout from you playing a certain way. And mm -hmm. it's, do you really want to put the community or other people at risk of not wanting to play because they right. see how you ran something or, sure. you know, this this dick move? Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't like, want to point and click anything. I want to win yeah. because I, I outplayed the person. So... So yeah, yeah, that's that's Lady of the Lake. I, I know Bayou is coming up. I'm really excited for Bayou too. Obviously, yeah. all of my basing efforts for Slobberknocker and Lady of the Lake are going to play into my army that I'm taking to to Bayou. Um, you know, Bayou Battles has a couple of spots left. So if anybody's thinking about coming down to Houston in August to hang out, you know, we'll be there. Ryan won't because Ryan will be having a kid. Yeah, yep. sorry by you guys. I wish I could be there. But hey, Ryan, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to win a painting. I really <laughs> all appreciate yours, that. Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Really, in your court. Your, I really your best appreciate shot, it. All you listeners, your best shot to win a painting award in 
the South region is Bayou Battles because yeah. Ryan Smith will not be there. This if you have a prime if you have a if you have a really well painted army, please don't come. And then the rest of you guys, <laughs> <laughs> all you guys that are that are priming and dipping, feel free to show up. And... <laughs> feel free to just come. <laughs> Jeff doesn't want competition. <laughs> you heard it here. This is my chance. This is my one chance. No, uh, I just I don't know, man. Like I always feel like there's just no chance that I'm gonna get the same amount of points as Ryan. So I mean, it's just it's always it's because you don't paint as good as Ryan. Well, yeah, right, yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's okay. I don't play as no. well as he does. Me and Ryan have way different techniques, though. On top of it, so it really just it's it's up to the judges, which like me winning that freaking mantic award for what i did i was i was genuinely fucking shocked because and like ryan said he broke it down really good on counter charge when you when you paint to a checklist that's one thing and we paint to a rubric for you know outstanding paint that's another so you know i i was really shocked to be able to pull it out i was really grateful but like I don't know, man. Like when when you see people's armies like Ryan's, it's it's really hard to it's really hard to stand up to it because Ryan's ship pops from so far, and I, for my stuff, you really have to get in close to to see little details, and I, I just can't paint in Ryan's style, so I don't even try. Like it's just it's not one of my skill sets. I don't even try to do it just because it's like one of those people right like you find someone who does something super well and then if you try to do that type of thing all you're trying to do is paint up to as good as they are is instead of just keep on doing your own style you know what i mean mm-hmm. does that does that make sense it does well i was chasing for a while someone else's paint style so i completely understand where you're coming from right you know, it's finding what Chris you want Watson? to do yeah, exactly. Right. Ironically, Jeff and Chris Watson paint very similarly in a lot oh, of really? ways. Really? Okay. Except Jeff's not colorblind. Yeah. And has all his fingers. That's well, true. It was funny, and was right? not a stripper at some point. <laughs> it was funny because you were talking about um, you were talking about non-metallic metals, which I still struggle with a little bit. Like I'm still trying to figure out how I like to do them the best. But you were like, I still haven't man, I still haven't mastered OSL, and I'm like, I feel totally comfortable with OSL. <laughs> like I'm not, OSL is not one of my, one, not one of my concerns. But uh, you know, non-metallic metals, like you know, you've got that shit down. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, st- I'm still really working on it. I may, I may have to ask you for tips on that, just because I just, I can't, I can't do it uh, like as good uh, or any anywhere close to the quality. So just practice. I've been doing not metallics for god almost 10 years now how do you, yeah, you do really it use it if you're palette, doing man. a bunch of Ugh. sci-fi stuff you could really use that too double-ended brush and wet blending yeah i do wet blending i just i can't i i don't know i i can't make it look the exact way i want it like i have it visioned in my head and it just doesn't work out the way i want but i'm using the reaper stuff too right like they don't have the they don't even have a scale for non-metallic metals, right? So I yeah. think I may have to do the Vallejo scale to get. I what recommend I'm it. Scale. Vallejo didn't used to have a scale, so I used to do just. I had this weird formula for it that included some blues and some browns and a bunch of grays, and it, they just made it a lot simpler by premixing the paint for me. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I'll have to get. I'll have to hit you up on that. I I won't have a lot of it. My Force of Nature stuff, just because it's gonna be. They, they obviously don't have a lot of medals on them, but that might in fact be like the best way to start is to do something that has a small amount of non-metallics on it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like I did okay on my demons, right? Like they have, uh, when I was doing Warhammer, like they had a little bit of non-metallic on them, but like they had smaller gaps, so it wasn't as hard to do. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that makes sense. So I'll well, you pick your brain on it. Sure thing. And, and I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend like I'm really good at it, but for me, I had to find something that was medium sized because I needed a big enough palette to actually get the transition of the metallics and the color striking and, and stuff I was using for my non-metallics. Because mm-hmm. if it was too small, it, it'd all be jumbled. If it was too big, then there's way too much surface area for me to work on to get it to to work smoothly. So I had to mm-hmm. find something like medium, like a halberd blade was my yeah, perfect like, first experiment. Easier. Yeah, those I feel like if you just have basic wet blending skills, you can get those down. I I don't wet blend my non-metallics. Really? Nope. I'll let you take a look at them sometime. I feel like I that's imp- I feel like that's literally impossible. <laughs> like, no, you can I, do I non-metallics without wet blending. If it's smaller stuff, I tend to. Uh, my, uh, you just really thin your paint out, or you yeah, my do your litter, transitions really. My war litter blades are non-metallics, and they oh, okay. there's no wet blending there. I did a bunch of washes where I'd have to wash over it and then strike, and then wash over and strike, but there was uh, no see, wet blend. I don't, I don't do washes. Can't I like, do? I, I like washes. I, I, I'm with you, you on that one. Do you use washes? I make do my I? own washes. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't wash. I don't wash either. Yeah, I like the only time I wash is when I have a highlight that maybe went a lot further than I wanted it to, and I second guess it, and then I pull it down. But I'll like I'll dilute the wash, or I'll make my own wash, mm-hmm. and kind of bring it down a little bit. Almost, it's not a glaze. Like it's like it's less than a, it's less than a wash. It's more like a really diluted glaze. I'll do washes if I'm blacklining. I'll do mm-hmm. like an ink wash. Uh, really, I use uh, what I would dip in. I just cut it really far down. Okay, and you then do brush the same thing as me. Like I'll do one, maybe two layers, and I'll do a diluted layer or a diluted wash to kind of blend those two early layers that you're just going to paint over anyways. Yep, I do it on my base coat so that the gaps right. between colors yep. are easier okay. to deal with. Okay, that, yeah, I do the, I do almost the exact same thing. So I'll do, uh, I'll do a, a layer, I'll do another layer to make sure the layer's solid, and then I'll do a wash, which brings up the natural highlights on it from from overhead lighting, and mm-hmm. then I'll start I'll start picking out that stuff. But I'll leave the bottom layer open and start highlighting the top layers. Okay, so I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm nope. It's the same thing. Yeah, I, I just the the issue with me is kind of what you said on countercharge is when people do washes but they don't know how to do them properly and they or they do dips. And then they let stuff pool because they don't understand that doing a wash, you want to do, if you're going to do a wash, and this is educational for pretty much anyone, if you're going to do, if you're going to do a wash, don't do a heavy wash, do a thin wash, but do it twice. Yep. Because doing, when it pools up like that, it looks 
like shit. Like it looks so bad, and then it takes you two layers to to fill back over that transitional line that, mm-hmm. that from that wash because it creates this like bubbly ooze that that's there. You well, only it adds want that texture too. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like like a slime or like a look to it, but like you only want that wash to go into the absolute deepest recesses of the model. You don't want it to come out on one of your layers. So that that's a reason I never ever wash anything after like even like the fourth layer. I, I refuse to wash anything past the fourth layer because most of my models have about fifteen layers on them, mm-hmm. in, on average. But I I can't just especially with the GW washes I almost refuse to use GW washes I try and use inks most of the time that I mm-hmm. dilute but inks just don't do that bubbling thing right like that's yep that's yeah that's that's my problem they with can the if you stir them aggressively but they're yeah. usually better I also will cut them I've got a little uh, dropper that's mixed twenty to one water to a future floor wax. That I'll oh, use if nice. I really need it in the gaps. Uh, the I only trade-off with that is it a... makes it shiny. Right. I heard some people use will use like a uh, jet dry, right? Like the yep. I've yeah, heard of that use too. That instead, then they'll use like one drop of that to like an ounce or two of water or something like that. So, and it just makes it dry quicker too. But it won't. It'll leave a matte finish rather than a gloss finish. Is that mm-hmm. yeah? I may give that a try. Yeah. You don't just go through and hit it with a matte varnish afterwards to get the gloss off if you don't like the gloss. God, see, I I don't varnish. (laughs) I don't seal my models either. Uh, I've had too many experiences with varnish killing or changing the colors I use. I don't seal models anymore. So I I will, but only on my metals. Only on my metals will I use any kind of finish and it will be a really thin layer of finish no i now see this is what i've done i've actually varnished and then gone back through and painted over the varnish to to re like give an additional layer of highlight or call something out a little better that doesn't slide on you like because when Mm -hmm. you do that like my brush will it will you'll have rules yeah it'll pull bad it's like if you don't rinse the release agent off. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Streaks I'm not using the, the same place. brush. It, it streaks. Well, no, 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 not. It has nothing to do with the brush. I mean, it's just that layer you put on there, you're going to. on. It's water use, repelling. Use, yeah, it's water repellent. So, and I use a wet palette. So when I when I pull my brush across it, it no matter what size the brush is, it'll it'll streak. No, I haven't had that streak problem. Huh. You've, you've seen my models, Jeff. Like all no, of I know. those. Yeah. The the green and the red clan rats, those were what, both matted. What finish are you using? Fuck if I know. I use a Krylon, but I only use yeah, it on... It's, it's fucking one of those spray mats. And then, I only use it on my metals because they chip so bad. No, I've, I've, I've used it on the entire model and gone mm-hmm. back and called a couple of highlights. Like, that's where the green highlight on the armor, the red highlight on the armor is. Yeah. It's yeah. after that, because you're right, it did mute it a little bit, and I, I thought about it, yeah. it, and I was like, well, shit, I went back and highlighted over it. Well, see, I use such, I like, Ryan called me out on it on the uh, on the podcast, and he said, he said, uh, you know, Jeff just does color combinations and brightnesses that I would never, <laughs> I would never try to do. Like, I, I use these really bright palettes to, like, make stuff pop, 
really hot, like really high. And and I I um, like on that e freet that I did. I I uh, those are metal, so I I matte varnish those. I had to make those about three levels higher than I wanted because as soon as you hit it with that matte, I have one that you can put side by side, one that's matte finished and one that's not, and you can see the difference in the highlights. Like it's mm-hmm. it's visually noticeable, hmm. especially with grayscale, right? Because I did those guys in uh, black to white grayscales with um, with OSL orange, and mm-hmm. you can see the OSL difference in the two different models, even though they were painted at the same time with the same paint, with the same like they're, they're the exact same, and and you could tell the difference. And I'll I'll show you when you come over tomorrow. But anyways. Now that we've ran this has for... been painting with the beard <laughs> right? face. Oh man, everybody's gonna be like, "Shut up about your fucking paint." <laughs> Get drunk. Anyway, about six people said that was interesting. The rest of the people stopped listening ten minutes ago. So. That's fine. That's <laughs> which, fine. Which is totally... We lost half our listeners. I got it. Which is totally fine. It's all good. Yeah, half of them, literally. Right. Well. I think that that's quite good for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we've got 12 listeners on. Um, I'm pleased with that. Um, I thought we could have done a bit better. Um, perhaps if we'd uh, talked some bollocks about the British team a little bit more, we probably would have gotten a little more smack talk coming back in at us. But uh, I don't want us to be known for hooliganism, so uh, hooliganism I'm, I'm, I'm content is... with 12. Soccer sucks. <laughs> Soccer sucks. <laughs> don't pitch a fit. Which is funny but, because it's a pun it's, based on pitch, which is what soccer yeah, no, players no, play I, I football. Yeah, I get it. I, I understand. Yeah, this is John. I'm explaining Fox. it to the U.S. players, Mark. This is John Fox, and who who do we have on the call tonight? <laughs> I wonder if he realizes it's not a call. I think Dan. I think Dan calls him on that every time. But <laughs> who do we who do we have on the call? <laughs> Can we it's call Sky- in? Because I was so drunk. No, I think they, I think they Skype. Skype. I think that's how they record. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a Skype. Skype call. It's not a call. Skype. Try right, John. Ricket. Amateurs. Ricket, Ricket, Ricket. All right, fellas. I think we're good for tonight. I think we're off the rails. I think we came off the rails about twenty minutes ago. Nope. Derailed the shit out of this. Good. That's that's how you know it's a good podcast when you derail yep. it. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk to everybody soon. Fuck your face. See you guys for the next beer phase. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At BeerWog for Ryan. Or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At CapAMR05 for Mark. At TheBeerPhase, all one word for the entire podcast or if you have to contact us by email you know if you want to say something for a long period of time you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com that's thebeerphase all one word at gmail.com
Thunderstruck! 